we just get in this like chase. Yes. Like the chase of it. I want to chase bigger numbers, bigger launches, bigger results. And actually sometimes it's like, how do I just hold the capacity that I currently have and like sustain that? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes like the season of business that you're in, like you said, the, the time of year can impact a lot of businesses. And so I think that's really, really important because the game is in the optimizing. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 525. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. I have Adrian Weimer here, who is an amazing client and just an amazing entrepreneur um, that I am so excited for her to share her story and some insights with you guys. So welcome, Adrian. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. All right, let's start with a little bit of your story. So let's tell everybody what you do and your background. Yes. So my name is Adrian Weimer. I'm a sales coach and LinkedIn strategist. And I've been in my business for, gosh, it's been over three years now. Started as a side hustle while I was working a full-time job at LinkedIn. So easy to see like how I got into the world of LinkedIn coaching and helping people build personal and profitable brands on LinkedIn. And I think part of even how we got connected was I was just realizing in my own growth, and I'm sure so many business owners and entrepreneurs can relate to this, is sometimes you just feel limited by Mm -hmm. your community. Not to say that we aren't grateful for every single person that's in there because we are, but just feeling like, how do I create more scale and more impact? Mm -hmm. And I think that is where just the, the world of of advertising and like getting into that, like really helped me scale my business. So when I look back at one of just the biggest growth factors, frankly, taking me when I was working full time, what got me in my business from like struggling with inconsistent cash months to actually creating and scaling to like a hundred K in less than six months was bringing in ads and like getting in front of a bigger audience. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I love it. And we're going to get into the to the details of that. So, tell me, I've I've asked everybody and I love hearing the story of like your first sales. How did you create the product and get those initial first sales? Did you run ads or was it organic and kind of what did that initial journey look like? Yeah, way back, way back when in the beginning, it was I was running like a group program, which was my signature offer because I'm all mm-hmm. about how to scale, right? I was busy in a 9 to 5 job, could not have all these one-on-one clients. No, thank you. Um, And I got my first couple sales organically. So I tested my offer organically first to see, did I have a program that people actually wanted? And just to really refine the method and the way that I got my clients results. So getting these testimonials, I sold my first couple um, spots into this program organically. Mm -hmm. And then I went straight into ads. Yeah. And and then organically, were you doing like content or how did you build that audience up? Yeah. So I was running, I ran like free masterclasses and that was a really great way to accelerate, nurture and warm up. My audience was creating a lot of content as well. And those were really like the two primary ways that I was getting people into this program at that time. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, I love hearing that because I just think it's cool for people to to see okay, this entrepreneur is really successful, but then here's kind of what they did in the beginning to get that success. And the theme I keep seeing is just that they showed up. They showed up consistently and they were nurturing that audience and then they were able to leverage that audience for those first initial sales. Yes, absolutely. Because I think in the beginning, one of the things we're often challenged with is, and it sounds maybe kind of simple is like our audience doesn't know that we exist. So that's like what we're fighting against is like just that awareness. And that's why in the beginning, and even now, so much of my strategy is like providing so much incredible free content, really nurturing and coming from a place of service. And that will always be like a core part of my strategy, not for the fact of just making sales, but because it's part of why we're in this business to begin with is to like create yeah. exceptional value, but it really enhances awareness. So I think going back to like in the beginning, people may not be aware of you or they may not know that you are an authority and an expert in your field. So having these moments with you where they can kind of see you in action, hear from you, learn from you, get a quick win. It's like that really helps build up that speed of trust. Yeah. And it's so key. And usually it happens for a little while before you get those first sales. You have to show up consistently and build that value. Oh, yes. Emily, I feel like I don't know if I told you this, but if I were to go way, way, way back in my business, I don't know if I got my first sales. I think it took me like four or five months. Yeah. Showing up. Which is normal. Posting. Yes. But it does not feel good when you yeah. are in it. No, when you're in it, it feels like, when do I quit? <laughs> you know, like, when is the point that I know it's not working? What kept you going in those moments? You had a job at the time and you were building your business? Yes. I think the thing that kept me going was just, honestly, belief. Mm-hmm. It was like, I decided that it was going to work for me no matter what. Yep. And... When you decide, I think what there's something powerful about deciding from that place of like, it's yeah. going to work out for me no matter what. And so I can kind of release the pressure on time. Now, granted, I had a full-time job and that definitely helps on like the financial side right. of, of pressure and not everybody has that. Um, but you also feel the this, this strain of time when you're doing that. So, you know, pros and cons. But I think having that decision of like, I'm in it for the long haul, and that means it, it's going to go beyond four months, five months, a year, and almost just looking at it as like a building phase. I think there's like seasons in our business. Mm-hmm. There's seasons of building. There's seasons of scaling and yeah. realizing that like I was in a season of build and knowing that everything is like adding up over time. And I had to think beyond just like the one post or the one yeah live where nobody's showing up. Yeah. And just think in 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 that long-term mindset. Yeah. I love it. That and that's one of my core values, you know, as marketing always works, it's just a matter of when. And so when you do commit and you're like, I'll do whatever it takes and I'm not quitting, that allows for any pivoting and adjusting you have to do and any saying, okay, that didn't work and this did work and let's shift that. And so I think that's definitely key because more times than not, especially in the beginning, you're going to be faced with challenges that if you don't have that ability and commitment to like push through it, you will end up quitting and and not continuing. So that's 100%. huge. Yeah. I think something too, like coming from like having worked at LinkedIn and like working in tech, 
there is like this common phrase that everybody would throw around that was like fail fast, but fail forward. Mm. And I think taking that same kind of mentality into your business where the only failure is if you quit. Quit. (laughs) That's really like the only way you're going to fail is if you stop. And what's hard is like our business is our baby. And it's so different when we are in it because we tend to take things more personally, where if you actually just zoom out a little bit and treat it with this mindset of like, look, fail fast, fail forward. Everything Mm -hmm. is like we're testing, we're learning, and everything is growth, where we kind of get to remove some of like, oh, it's I'm not failing. It's just maybe that post didn't land, but what can I learn from it? Maybe that masterclass didn't quite convert what can I change about the promotion or the delivery or the CTA? And rather than feeling like, oh, it failed, how do you get really curious about the tweaks, the refinements, and how you make things better? Yeah. And it's guaranteed to have those experiences of, oh, that post didn't work or, oh, that masterclass didn't go over. Like That's guaranteed for every single one of us that we're going to have things yes. we do that don't work. And it's it's just, that's how you learn and that's how you grow. And it's like the faster you can do that. I, I know that's a huge contributor to my success too, is like I try so many things and then I go deeper on the things that do work and it's for mm. sure grown my business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So getting into ads, how did you know, okay, this is time for me to look into ads? And, and we weren't the first agency that you worked with, right? I feel like you did them before yeah. I I feel like my Facebook ads journey is is like kind of funny when I look back and reflect on it but I got started after like that first group that I uh-huh. had launched okay. so I tested it organically had some social proof got my clients great results and like then I was in this mode of how do I scale and how do I accelerate and I was looking at my email list and it was growing, but it felt so small. And so I just had this, this decision of, I really want to expand my reach. So much of my money mm-hmm. is in the email list. So how am I continuing to grow that and just yeah. get in front of more people, more people, more conversations, more sales. So that's when I decided in the beginning, I tried to teach myself. hmm ads. So I had signed up for a very like low ticket program. I think I was paying like a couple hundred dollars a month to do ads myself, but to kind of have some guidance along the way. And oh my gosh, I'm like, Emily, so much respect for what you and your whole team do because I hated doing that. Yeah. I was like, waking up at 7 a.m. on Saturdays <laughs> to like take this course. And it was like painstaking. I was like sitting yeah. in my robe, creating my copy, being like, I'm glad I lo- I know this and yeah. never want to do this for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I ran them myself my first round. Okay. Did pretty good. I think I had some beginner's luck. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I just decided I'm like, okay, as I grow. And this is just for anyone thinking about like staying in that role of CEO. It's like, how do you just hire experts for mm-hmm. the things that you are not an expert in? And I just realized I knew kind of enough to be dangerous, barely dangerous. Yeah. And I was like, this, I need to hire out. Yeah. So from there, I hired um, and worked with different 
agencies and teams. Ultimately, it kind of came to you and your team because it was just so excited by the depth, which really felt different from yeah. other like other people that I'd, I'd partner with. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I didn't know the whole story, so that's cool to know. Um, yeah. And so so the typical kind of decision of like, okay, if I want to grow faster, I've got to move to paid ads. And did you experience that growth quickly of, of like, oh, my list grew so fast, so much faster with ads than organic? And what was that like initial, even when you were running it yourself, like what did that do for your business, bringing ads into the picture? It was such an accelerator. And I think this is even what I tell my own clients. I'm like, ads are an accelerator. Now, with that being said, they will like accelerate something that is working or it's going to highlight something that is not. Yes. So um, when I was growing my list organically, it felt like this slow burn. I was maybe getting like a couple like a couple dozen people per week like on a really killer month i maybe got like 100 new email subscribers mm-hmm. that was on like a really good month yeah now when i started to bring in ads like ads if i look back upon like the last 3 years ads have been like the quickest way for me to take my email list from like 0 to 5000 and if i look back it's almost entirely all ads either coming from like master classes challenges freebies mm-hmm. and that growth like now to have that email list it's like oh my goodness i could not even yeah i don't know where i'd be without it honestly right. it's such an asset to your business cuz you can decide oh i'm going to launch or i'm going to do this and you've got this audience there for you yeah exactly Okay. Um, let's talk about one of your launches and just, I'm also just curious overall, like any takeaways or things you want to share. Cause you've had very successful launches. You also launched your mastermind after this group program. So you brought in another offer. And so I'm sure people would love to hear kind of what made you decide to add a second offer and at what point you did and just overall like contributions to your success, um, in these last couple of years. Yeah. So when I, left when I decided to go all in on my business, I like quit mm-hmm. LinkedIn, decided to go all in. And because I'd been running primarily like one-to-one and one signature group program, I just knew I wanted to launch a mastermind. And now I had the space to do that. Mm-hmm. And it only made, it just made sense. Like people were coming out of my group program asking, well, what's the next thing? And for me personally, there was just such a bigger conversation I wanted to have with my clients. And you know, when you just like have such a pull for a program, you're like, oh, I've yeah. got to create this. I've got to launch this thing. For me, that was the mastermind. Now, when I went to go launch it, learning what I've known about previous launches, I knew I needed to get in front of like a bigger audience mm-hmm. because primarily my audience up to that point had been like largely people who are really interested in growing their business on LinkedIn. But now I was looking to target not just people who wanted to grow on LinkedIn, but business owners, coaches who wanted to scale specifically and like get to like 30K plus consistent months. So it's kind of a different audience. And I knew I needed to kind of expand. Ads had worked really well for me in my previous launches. And it only made sense for me to do that for this launch as well. Um, And when I look back at that, the way... Like my key lead generator was I did a two-day workshop. CTA at the end was like to book a call with me. Mm -hmm. 
And if I look at the people that ended up being like a $90,000 launch, yeah, which was incredible. And I think over half of those people that came in were directly from ads. Like they were yeah. cold, had never been in my world before. Wow. And like, that was exactly what I was looking for. And it's just wild to think yeah. that. I can't even, I'm like, for the, like, the ad spend that I put into that to like create a 90 day yeah. launch, it's like, of course. Yeah. I think your ad spend was like six, around 6K maybe. I actually yeah. forget the exact numbers, but yeah. And so it was a great return. And one thing you do really well, like if we talk a little bit about strategy is you nurture your people really, really well when they come into a challenge and you have sometimes a little bit longer of a window before they buy. And I think that's unique and works for you. Like I talk a lot about you know, what, what works for a certain business. And one of the things that I watched for you, because I did your original strategy when we launched Elite and we met, was that that worked for you, having uh, a group where you did a lot of nurturing and you would DM people on Instagram and start conversations. And so that's something I think that I think contributed to that sales conversion and something that you leverage, like you must do really well connecting with people like that because it it works. Whereas like for some businesses, I mean, that's always a good idea, that type of connection, but it's different for every business, like how long the window should be that you're opening cart and, and how long you're keeping that Facebook group open or, or whatever those details. But you definitely found like a launch strategy that we could bring in the leads and then you knew to how to nurture and convert them really, really well. Yeah. I think that's part of one, finding what works really well for you because every business is different. I think for me, it's knowing that, yeah, everything for me is like typically through a relationship mm -hmm. and especially for, especially for like a higher level offer. I really wanted to have like that one-on-one -on -one time with a person before they come into a six-month or 12-month commitment inside of the mastermind. So for me, that felt really important. And I know that the DMs, the conversation, having space for those touch points after a workshop yeah. really helps for my conversions. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that was unique because how long was your window? Like in the mastermind launch, it was just, it was like a couple weeks, right, of total time that you were having conversations? Yeah. I would say that open cart window had to been at least 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and then you still had like, okay, I have a couple other follow-up conversations happening. And so you definitely were doing the nurturing, which I think is how we were able to convert these cold leads, such a high percentage of cold leads during the launches because the nurturing was so good. It built the touch points with them and converted them because that doesn't always happen on like the initial touch point, which I remember from your strategy, I was like, that's a really high conversion of cold leads. Like when I saw your, your data of like, Usually for this price point, it might take someone like two launches or three launches before they decide to buy, which does happen I, that we saw that happen too, like obviously with the other leads, but you had that nailed down really well. So yeah. If you're listening to this series and you think to yourself, man, I wish I had a team supporting my business the way that these entrepreneurs have. 
then Hirsch Marketing can support you. We have multiple ways that we can support businesses. We now have a done with you offer that is a much more accessible price than our done for you offer. And regardless which offer you choose and which pathway you choose to work with us, you get a team supporting you. It's not just one person, it's support with your marketing strategy. It's support with your ad strategy. It's support with your funnel, your copy, your creative, your tech, your messaging, your content, your organic, all of it. Because the only way to do marketing is to approach it from a holistic viewpoint, addressing every component and creating a custom strategy that works for your business. You're going to see some key takeaways from these interviews and what led to their success. And the way that we approach marketing gets results every single time. You likely cannot afford to be doing your marketing and bootstrapping it and trying to figure it out on your own and it's wasting a ton of time and money. We have an option to support you no matter where you're at in your business. All you have to do is go to helpmystrategy.com. That's gonna take you to an application which is going to give us some more intel on your business and what level you're at, what your investment, ability is each month in your marketing and then we're going to point you in the right direction and regardless what direction that is you're going to know your next steps and be in momentum and making progress so head over to helpmystrategy.com get your application in today you have absolutely nothing to lose we are here for you you do not have to do this alone and truly the growth and the goals and all of the things you want to achieve this year are likely on the other side of a successfully executed marketing strategy. Um, okay. Any like just, you know, the last year we've been working together almost a year. Um, I know you paused for a little bit before your next launch, but any insights or lessons that you want to share in just either your own marketing or ads or things that you feel like would be helpful to tie back to your success that you've had? Mm. I think one of the one of like the many things that I like appreciated so much about our partnership was like one the level of depth that you took in understanding my business, what's worked for me in the past. Going back to what you said earlier, it's like, how do you find the things that work and mm-hmm. deepen that? Yeah. And you really helped me think about that. And so I think there's just so much power in having just someone else who's not in your own day-to-day because, right, when we're in it so much where it's like so close to our face, we can't even yeah. – we need to like zoom out a little. So yeah. I think you really helped me think through – like the mistake I was making earlier is I would just think about like one campaign. I'd be like, I'm going to run ads to this one program or like this one masterclass. And that was kind of like as far as my thinking at that time really went. And you really helped me think about really like my overall Mm -hmm. marketing strategy and how how to like sequence different programs or different lead generation strategies towards a program, like you really helped me think a lot more expansively, which I loved and like so deeply appreciate and have never experienced um, with any other ad agency. I think it's something that's so unique to you. You're like such a strategist. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. So I think just like having this bigger picture of like 
if I were to look back, like what really helped me grow, it was understanding like what I was promoting and when, and like mm-hmm. how that actually built up, meaning like, okay, I'm going to promote this higher ticket mastermind, but then what naturally is going to come out of that? You, like you helped me think about where those people who just came out of this workshop might be in their yeah. own client journey. Yeah. And maybe that's really the thing of like, how do we get yeah. smarter about the client journey? And I just wasn't thinking about that yeah. in the way that I was until I worked with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard too when you're when you're doing it all yourself. It's it's really hard to have that big picture viewpoint on your business. And and I think you get into a place like with all, you know, all areas of your business and I experience this too, where you get in that like reactive place when you don't have the support that you need. And it's like, okay, we got a launch and we're only thinking about that. And then once the launch is over, it's like, okay, we'll wait. It will handle all these issues. And so I think when you bring support in in multiple areas of your business, it allows you to get to that more like proactive place, which ultimately increases your results. And I know we, we definitely tried to work on like, okay, what's happening between the launches and how do we do visibility ads and how do we improve the audience and like look at things from the bigger picture for sure, which was helpful for your business. Cause you, ha- you crushed the launches. And then I was like, but what about in between? <laughs> what can we do in between those launches? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's actually the in between that helps predict the next launch. Yeah. You know, like so often we're just like in the launch mode and then just like the, having that in between space of like nurturing, continuing to grow is often like missing in people's strategies. I think it was certainly missing in mine. Um, And like, that's again, like the fun part of like refinement over time. Yes. And we're always refining like each launch. It's like, okay, that went well and and let's shift this. And then the other piece to that is that throughout the year, your audience will shift and change what they might need or what they might relate to. And so that messaging is always shifting and changing for sure. Yeah. Totally. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on when a business should consider hiring an agency. And like, there is no wrong or right answer to that. You don't have to say anything to, you know, make us look good. Like truly you sold your offer organically first. So that sounds like it was a real key part. Um, But I'm curious, like if you wish you got help sooner or if you're like, no, that was the, the right journey. And then you know, I think a lot of people sit on that edge of that investment because it is like, okay, I need to get agency support, which costs, and then I have my ad spend. And I personally see a lot of people like stuck in the same place for three to six months before they do finally make the jump, which I totally get is a big jump. But yeah, your insights on that. Yeah. I personally love that I tested it organically first. Yeah. Now, when I say like testing it organically, I don't think that we have to test for like a long period of time. Totally. So to me, the checkpoint is just, do you have an offer that sells? Like, yeah. have you sold it before? Are yeah. you getting some good client results? And I think your offer could even be, maybe you're moving from like one-to-one to like a group yeah. and it's your first ever group. I still think you could absolutely run ads for your first ever group because mm-hmm. you kind of already tested it in your one-on-one. Yeah. Um, program. So I, when I look and come, not that it's good to compare, but when I compare like when I got into ads to like a lot of my peers, a lot of my peers were waiting. Like Mm -hmm. they were like, I'm going to test it a few times, or I'm going to wait till like I have a group program or like an offer that I've seen work for 
four months, six months. I honestly got into ads like after like maybe like 30 days of trying to sell my group program. It's like I just yeah. knew I was going to go there. And so I think as long as you have a clear understanding of what it is your clients or like your audience, like what it is that they really want to have as a result and what your transformation is when people come to work with you and like that messaging is really tight and you have an offer that you have a lot of belief and some proof behind. I think for me, that was like perfect time to go into ads. And I'm glad that I went in when I did because it did accelerate my results so much where I know had I continue to play an entirely organic game, it would have worked, but it would have been slower. Yeah. I wanted to grow fast. Yeah. So I think like that's really smart. And part of it, I think looking back, part of what makes like my ad campaigns perform or my launches perform is like we're building off of so much previous data and things that we've tried or not tried that you get to actually grow faster. But when yeah. you don't have that buildup of data, you're kind of like always experimenting and it feels new. You kind of go in these like fits and like starts. Yeah, right. And that makes, that just slows down your progress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, there's only two resources, time and money. So I always say that with your business growth is like, how fast do you want to go and what resource do you have the most of? And so with ads, it's like, I always tell people like, what are you willing to invest that if you worst case scenario didn't make it back, you'd be okay. You wouldn't be out of business. Then, you know, you have that investment for ads. And obviously that's like worst, worst case scenario and rarely happens, but going into ads with that mindset and then the accelerator is, is huge. Um, I also love when people do prove their offer organically, at least that initial one, because so much of the success is going to be tied to messaging, which comes into selling that first offer and improving that and building that initial audience. And that takes grit to do that phase of business. It's like you, like you said, it went four months and I didn't, you know, sell anything and I just kept showing up. And it's like, that's probably one of the hardest phases of business when you're not selling and you're working so hard. That's when you're truly put to the test of like, are you willing to keep going? And, and most people go through a, a, you know, a season of that happening for sure. Yeah. And like the one thing I would say, like the, the one thing I told myself when I got started with ads was like, I saw all these people with this huge ad spend. And even though I was really early in my business, like I was in like the first six months of my business overall before I got started yeah. with ads, it was like, okay, what, to your point, like, could I get started with? And I got started on like $10 a day. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, I can manage that. And like, as I'm doing that, it's forcing me to like get better at my own messaging because no pretty imagery or no super great video is going to cover up like poor messaging. So it actually made me elevate my messaging and refine it um, faster because otherwise my ads weren't going to work. So. Yeah, yeah so you do get feedback so much faster when you do that for sure. Yeah, and that's a great point. You don't have to start out with, you know, even $5,000 in a month. You can start out with $10 a day or, you know, $100 or something a week and and really make that progress because what you're doing is speeding up the feedback, the pace at which you get feedback and you get eyes on your content, leads in your funnel, and that's going to help you make decisions in the long term. Totally. And I always get like investing 
is scary. Like kind of mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are in your business. If you're like just starting or as like you continue to grow, like there's always, there's often like that ugh, when you go to make an investment, but looking back, like the data, data never lies. Yeah. And to go back and look at my programs and see like, okay, would I pay? It's only like a wise investment. Like would I spend a hundred dollars mm-hmm. to make $10,000? Like, right. uh, of course, yeah. of yeah. course. So it can feel scary up front, kind of goes back to like taking a bit of of like faith and a decision of like things are going to work out for me. And again, playing like this long game and having like the long view towards things where it almost only was like a wise investment for me to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing just came to me that I, I think we, we should share that is good is like once you find something that works, it's not like you get to just like 10x that budget and it's the same every single time. Like I've done multiple launches with you and we've had some that did amazing, others that were like, man, we didn't hit that sales goal. And so when we came in, it's not like, okay, now you did this, you got a 3x return or a 5x return. And now every single time it's going to be a 5x return. Like, I, that just came to me, but I think that's really yeah. important to point out that even once you get ads going and you start spending a little bit more money and you're getting this result, like you're still refining. Like we're still writing new copy and creative. You're still shifting the messaging a little bit. Like we're changing the packaging of something to get it how we want it to sound or to sound fresh and new and, and making adjustments. The time of year will make a difference. And so you're always refining and optimizing no matter what level you're at, no matter what previous success you had. And it's dangerous if you get to a place where you think you don't have to do that anymore because you'll fall into this like passive, you know, management of your business and it will end up not converting. And so that's something like, I think we've done like maybe four launches together and each time we do, and you shift a little bit of the content, then we do fresh copy and creative. And we try to pull from like what worked before and Sometimes we do have a little bit different results. So we have to change things up and we, you know, do have calls of like, okay, what did we learn from this? And so that's still happening even once you achieve the success the first time. A hundred percent. It's like, it's almost unrealistic to think that like growth is never just this like upward straight curve where it's like, it's 2X and then it's 5X and then it's 10X. Yeah. And it's, I think that's like just part of, I'm glad we're like debunking that myth. Yeah. Because I think so many people need to hear that. And we just get in this like chase. Yes. Like the chase of it. I want to chase bigger numbers, bigger launches, bigger results. And actually sometimes it's like, how do I just hold the capacity that I currently have and like sustain that? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes like the season of business that you're in, like you said, the, the time of year can impact a lot of businesses. And so- I think that's really, really important because the game is in the optimizing. Like for me, I'm like marketing starts when something didn't work how I wanted it to and I've got to go refine it. Like that is the norm. Whereas like first time out the gate, something working, it's that never happens. And if it does happen, there was a ton of work leading up to that happening and a ton of failures and things beforehand. But really I get, I think people get this idea where they see someone successful and they're like, oh, they just like have a funnel that runs all the time and they don't have to do a lot of work and it's like very passive. And so I try to talk about that a lot, but I think like our relationship, we've really gone through that in your launches where there was one that didn't work as well. And then you had a killer one, the next one. And it's like, and we made changes and we made adjustments and that was coming off of, you already had sold your offer and you were successful and you had a successful running ads on your own. And so 
yeah, business is never linear either. It's always like up and down and different things and different nuances. And so it's like handling that is what it's all about. Yes. And something that that you just like touched on is just like the excitement actually and the enjoyment of the refinement. Like how can you yeah. get excited and curious about, you know, like if everything's kind of a, yeah. a different lever, oh, how do I tweak this yep. piece of copy? Or how do I yeah. tweak the bonuses that I'm going to do in this launch? Or like whatever it is, like how do we get excited about each of those individual things and just yeah. look at it from this place of like curiosity kind of goes back to like not being afraid to to fail. Like some yeah. one our business is always bigger than one launch. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not being afraid to fail and and also being just willing to to be in the refinement stage forever in your business. Like you're That's always great. refining and shifting. There is no such thing as a perfect business that if it's growing. So yeah. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share? Any insights that you want to make sure the audience hears? I think just the, the biggest thing is get support from people who are experts. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't be afraid to like do that and do that early on. I think it, like it's such an accelerator to really find people like you who are just so good at what they do and just building up like that team. And there's just something about having like that support Mm -hmm. team and feeling like you're kind of going forward in community and with like having that team structure and support. It's just like so major. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the entrepreneurs who are willing to do that faster and take those risks definitely grow faster for sure. It's a big part of it. Definitely. Awesome. Well, where can everyone find you if they want to go and learn more and see your content? Yes. Well, you will not be surprised to hear that you can find me on LinkedIn. So you can find <laughs> me on LinkedIn at Coach Adrian Weimer. And you can also find me hanging out on Instagram as well at the same handle, Coach Adrian Weimer. Awesome. And we'll link to it. Thank you so much, Adrian, for your time. It's been so fun working with you and watching you do your thing and being that partner in that collaboration. And I really appreciate everything you shared. I appreciate you. Thanks for this convo. It's been so fun. Awesome.